have room for a little bit more. Masih ada ruang untuk lagi lagi, Bapak Ibu. God's got some more goodies for you. Tuhan memiliki banyak untuk saudara, banyak hal untuk saudara. Acts chapter eight, please. Kisah Rasul pasal delapan. Acts chapter eight. Kisah Rasul pasal delapan. God's got a lot more for you. Dan Tuhan memiliki banyak untuk Bapak Ibu saudara. We go from glory to glory. Dari kemuliaan kepada kemuliaan yang besar. The Lord is always stretching us and further developing us. Tuhan selalu meregangkan kita supaya kita dapat berkembang lebih lagi, Bapak Ibu Saudara. So you can take all these things and just let them assimilate in your spirit. Dan mari semua yang kita pelajari beberapa hari ini, mari tangkap itu dan biarkan apa yang kita pelajari ini menyatu dengan roh kita. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Dan Bapak Surgawi, kami bersyukur untuk firmanmu. You give examples and patterns for us. Kau berikan teladan, kau berikan contoh bagi kami. By your Holy Spirit, take us into it. Dan oleh Roh Kudusmu, biar kau membawa kami masuk ke dalam firmanmu. Take us into the fullness of our inheritance in Christ. Membawa kami masuk ke dalam kepenuhan warisan kami di dalam Kristus. In Jesus' name. Di dalam nama Yesus. Amen. Amen. Chapter eight. Let's go down to verse twenty-six. Kisah Rasul delapan dua puluh enam. Now an angel of the Lord. Spoke to Philip. Mudah berkata seorang oleh Tuhan kepada Filipus. Now say this. Katakan ini. Say I believe in angels. Katakan ini. Saya percaya kepada malaikat. Let's go further. Mari berjalan lebih jauh. I believe in angel visitation. Saya percaya pada lawatan malaikat. Let's go further. Sekarang lebih jauh sudah. I believe in angel communication. Saya percaya dengan komunikasi malaikat. They just come to show off their wings. Dia datang untuk menunjukkan sayapnya kepada saya. Look at my feathers. Sudah lihat, lihat lihat bulu tu kan? Lihat sayap tu kan? Tadi mereka. They are messengers. Mereka adalah pembawa pesan. Let them talk to you when they come. Dan diizinkan mereka itu berbicara kepada saudara saat mereka datang. They are ministering spirits. They they serve you. Mereka roh yang melayani dan mereka melayani saudara. Well, Pastor Stephen, I had a vision. Pastor Stephen, saya dapat melihatnya. I saw an angel. Saya lihat mereka. Didn't say anything. Tapi dia ngomong apa? Well, then did you talk to him? Apakah engkau ngomong sama dia? Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Saya nggak tahu saya boleh ngomong apa tak sama dia. That's why they're there. Itu sebabnya dia ada di situ. Praise the Lord. Puji Tuhan. Okay, so these things still happen. Jadi hal ini harus terjadi. This is what the angel said. Ia mereka katakan. Rise and go toward the south. Bangkit dan berangkat ke selatan. So he's going to go down from Jerusalem. Jadi dia turun dari Yerusalem. To Gaza. Ke Gaza. The angel said, "This is desert." Dan dia katakan ini adalah padang gurun. Jangan yang sunyi bahasa Indonesia katakan. So this is what he's saying. Dan ini dia katakan. There's there's no McDonald's. Tidak ada McDonald's sana. No Seven Eleven. Tidak ada Seven Eleven di sana. So you need to pack a lunch. Jadi kamu harus bawa bekal makan siang. You're going to go on a trip. Kau akan pergi dalam sebuah perjalanan. Jadi nak turun ke desert. Tidak ada, tidak ada apa-apa di sana. Di sana cuma padang gurun doang. So he has instruction. Jadi dia dapat instruksi. So he rose and went. Jadi dia bangkit dan pergi ke sana. You know the rest of the story. Kita tahu kisah ini sama-sama. He meets the Ethiopian eunuch. Kita dia berjumpa dengan sida-sida dari tanah Ethiopia. Explains the scriptures to the man. Dan menjelaskan ayat firman Tuhan kepada orang ini. And leads the man to Christ. Leads the man into water baptism. Dan kemudian memimpin sida-sida ini mengenal Kristus dan baptis. Verse thirty-nine. Ayat tiga puluh sembilan. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. Dan setelah mereka keluar dari air, roh Tuhan tiba-tiba melarikan Filipus. 
the Spirit of the Lord caught John away. Put your name in there. The Spirit of the Lord caught me away. Caught Stephen away. Did he catch Johnny a little away? Where's Johnny? He's gone. Okay. <laughs> I think he's taking the airplane. <laughs> All right. But you can put your name in there. Okay. So the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more and he went away rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus. So the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip up, took him 44 miles to the other city of Azotus. Now, some of you have probably already discovered this. Most Bible commentaries are written by good men that are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Saudara, orang-orang orang-orang yang menulis komentar-komentar di Alkitab ini itu orang-orang baik dan mungkin saja mereka tidak lulus. And when they get to verses like this, things having to do with the supernatural. Dan ketika mereka sampai di ayat-ayat seperti ini, hal-hal yang ayat-ayat yang berkaitan dengan hal supernatural, they they give they they give their explanations that never make sense. Mereka kasih penjelasan atau komentar yang nyaris mungkin tidak masuk akal. But you have to believe in the Bible, the miracle power of God. And you can't look at events like this as being something, you know, like rare, because it's not, it's more common than you think. I want you to get ready to travel in the spirit. Amen. I want you to get ready to fly in the spirit. This does not depend on your Indonesian passport. This is spirit flight. And there's a lot more people flying than maybe than you realize. Okay, so this story should get in your wings. Jadi di ibadah ini saudara kau akan mendapatkan sayapmu. Travel in the spirit. Saudara dapat berperkian. And this is really nice. Jadi ini sangat luar biasa pak. Because you won't have any jet lag. Karena di dalam rumah kau akan jet lag. Pastor Jeremiah told me one time he had a jet lag that lasted eleven days. Pastor Jeremiah kasih tahu saya bahwa beliau pernah jet lag sampai sebelas hari. Okay, so you get the you get the pleasure of going in the spirit. Jadi saudara memperoleh kehormatan, saudara bisa berpergian di dalam roh. You don't have to wait in any lines. Saudara tidak perlu mengantri. You don't have to order a ticket, pay for it. Saudara tidak perlu pesan tiket lalu harus bayar tiketnya. You're always first class when you go in the spirit. Kalau terbang dalam roh selalu kelas first class, saudara. Kapan naik gunung ini, saudara? Say I receive. Katakan saya terima. Say I like this. Katakan saya suka ini. One more time, say I receive. Sekali lagi katakan saya terima. Thank you, Jesus. Terima kasih kepada Yesus. Elijah the prophet had been in hiding. Elia pernah bersembunyi. And God releases him to come out of hiding. Dan Tuhan memberikan kepadanya perintah untuk bersembunyi. And he appears before the king's right hand assistant. Dan kemudian setelah itu dia 
muncul di hadapan tangan kanan raja. And he said, I'm ready to talk to the king. Dan kemudian Elia katakan, sekarang aku sudah siap untuk berbicara di hadapan raja. Now you go back and tell the king I'm ready to meet him right now. Dan kemudian Elia katakan, katakan kepada sang raja, aku siap bertemu dia sekarang. And the the minister said, no way am I leaving you. Dan kemudian si tangan kanan raja ini, si menteri ini bilang, aku tidak akan meninggalkan kau. The king has searched all over the country for you. Kenapa? Karena raja sudah cari kamu sampai ujung-ujung negeri. We've searched all over the neighboring countries looking for you. Kami sudah cari seluruh negeri, seluruh lingkungan yang ada di negeri. At the moment, I turn around and leave you. I already know what's going to happen to you. Dan kemudian si menteri ini yang tangan kanan raja ini bilang, pada saat aku berpaling daripadamu untuk pergi kepada raja, aku tahu apa yang akan terjadi kepadamu. The spirit of the Lord is going to take you away and hide you again. Roh Tuhan akan larikan kamu dan sembunyikan kamu lagi. Elijah goes, no, no, this time I'm staying. Elia bilang enggak, enggak. Kali ini aku tak akan lari di mana-mana. I'll be here when you come back. Aku akan tetap di sini ketika kamu kembali. He had a reputation for spirit travel. Saudara, Elia punya reputasi dia berpergian atau terbang di dalam roh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you have heard of the the Catholic saint Padre Pio? Saudara-saudara pernah mendengar Santo Katolik yang namanya Padre Pio. Padre Pio namanya pernah dengar, tak pernah. He passed away in the 1960s. Saudara sekitar tahun 1960-an beliau meninggal. His funeral in Italy had over one million people at his funeral. Pemakamannya di Italia itu dihadiri lebih dari satu juta orang. He had the stigmata. Dia memiliki tanda stigmata di tangannya. He had a prophetic ministry that lasted over 50 years. Saudara dan dia memiliki pelayanan profetik yang kurang lebih berlangsung selama over 50 years. Lebih dari 50 tahun. And so he was a great prophet of God. Saudara jadi beliau Padre Pio ini adalah seorang nabi Tuhan luar biasa. He would go into the confessional to hear people confess their sins. Saudara dia akan masuk ke ruang pengakuan dosa untuk mendengar orang-orang mengaku dosa mereka. This is what he was famous for. Dan Padre Pio terkenalkan hal ini. He's in the confessional. Dia ada di ruang pengakuan dosa, bilik pengakuan dosa. There's a long line. Saudara kita tahu antrinya panjang. The person comes up to the confessional window. Dan kemudian sang orang rakyat itu datang untuk mengaku dosa. So you know there's a cloth. You can't you can't see them. They can't see you. Saudara tahu ya ruang pengakuan dosa, bilik pengakuan dosa ada nilai pembatas. Father Pio, I'm here to confess my sins. Yes, my daughter, go ahead, confess them unto God. I've done this wrong, I've done this wrong, I've done that wrong. And I also did this wrong and that wrong and that wrong. And he'd say, you forgot one. Dan kemudian Padre Pio bilang begini, kamu lupa satu hal. You kicked your cat the other day or something. And he would call it all out. Dan kamu tendang kucingmu kemarin, gitu ya. Sebenarnya dia akan menyebut satu kesalahan. And he did it thousands of times. Dan dia lakukan itu ribuan kali. And sometimes this is what he would do. Dan kadang-kadang ini akan dilakukan. Father Pio, I'm here to confess my sins to God. Bapa Pio, saya ada di sini untuk mengaku dosa saya di hadapan Tuhan. No, be quiet. I'm going to tell you what they all are. Dan Bapa Pio bilang, udah, udah. Kamu tak perlu mengaku. Aku aja kasih tahu apa aja kesalahanmu. Sometimes he was in the confessional booth. Sixteen hours 
Saudara, tapi dia juga dikenal sebagai oleh orang-orang Katolik disebut sebagai bilokasi, berada di dua lokasi yang berbeda pada waktu yang bersamaan. Berada di dua lokasi yang berbeda pada waktu yang bersamaan. And that was to have that was taking place because he would travel in the spirit. Dan itu terjadi karena dia dapat berpergian di dalam roh. Now this is also the age when uh, airplanes began getting into jet engines. Saudara, uh, masa di mana dia hidup adalah masa di mana pesawat itu mulai menemukan mesin jet. One day at the monastery there were some visitors. Satu hari di biaranya dia ada pengunjung. They were talking about the wonder of modern aviation. Mereka mulai berbicara tentang Keajaiban daripada penerbangan masa modern ini. They were talking how you could fly from Italy to New York City in only 13 hours. Mereka bicara dari Itali ke New York itu cuma 13 jam. And well, Padre Pio overheard the conversation. Dan Padre Pio ngumpet atau nggak uh, sengaja kedengeran perbincangan ini. He said, he said 13 hours. Dia bilang 13 jam. They said yes, that's so fast. Bener loh pak, itu cepat banget kan? He said, well, when I go, it only takes three seconds. Kalau saya cuma tiga detik, katanya. And he really did. Dan semua dia bisa terbang tiga detik itu. He appeared to people all over the world. Dia muncul di hadapan orang-orang di seluruh dunia. In in person, you can touch him in person. Saudara dia muncul dalam daging ini, kok bisa jaman dia, kok bisa ngobrol sama dia? He was a walking sign wonder. Saudara dia adalah tanda-tanda heran dan ajaib yang hidup dan berjalan. Say Lord, I want to travel in the spirit. Katakan saudara, Tuhan, saya mau berpergian di dalam roh. We see it throughout the Bible. Saudara di seluruh Alkitab ini kita lihat ini. See it right here in the New Testament. Jadi baru kita lihat. Things are very interesting when you walk with the Lord. Saudara, segala sesuatu yang menjadi sangat menarik ketika kau berjalan dengan Tuhan. I was preaching in a large church in California. Saudara saya berkhotbah di sebuah gereja besar di California. It was a conference of Word of Faith ministers. Saudara itu adalah sebuah sebuah tempat yang nyaman buat para hamba-hamba Tuhan yang bicara tentang Injil. So there's pastors, evangelists, apostles, all kinds of ministers there. Saudara konferensi buat para hamba-hamba Tuhan di sana, saudara jadi semua hamba-hamba Tuhan ada di sana. So I was honored. I was able to speak in the last session of the conference. Saudara jadi saya di sana diundang dan saya dapat kehormatan untuk berbincang di sesi terakhir di konferensi ini. So soon as the last meeting is over, all all of the ministers go to a large banquet room to sit down and have fellowship and eat together. Saudara jadi setelah selesai ibadah maka semua hamba-hamba yang ada pergi ke ruang makan, makan, kumpul, ngobrol sama-sama. So I was the last speaker, putting my nose all away and getting everything put away. Jadi saya pembicara terakhir kan ya bapak ibu. Jadi saya beres-beres semua note saya, saya beres-beres jantung saya, beres-beres alkitab, beres-beres. So by the time me and Kelly got back to the banquet room, the the whole place was already full. All the other speakers had been there. Saudara, jadi ketika saya dan ibu Kelly itu sampai ke ruang makan, ruang makan itu penuh sesak dengan orang. So there's only one place for us to sit. Jadi cuma ada satu tempat duduk buat kami. There's only one table that has two seats still left open. Cuma ada satu meja yang punya dua kursi kosong untuk diduduki. So we went to the table, just sat down. Jadi kami duduk di sana berdua. There's a couple, there's a couple of guys I knew at the table. Dan di meja itu ada beberapa orang saya kenal. I said, Pastor, so and so, it's good to see you. Saya bilang, Pak, bapa ini senang bertemu dengan bapa. You know, maybe like twelve people to a table. Mungkin satu meja itu sini dua belas orang. And the whole room is full of the tables and it's the meeting, so everybody's all happy. Dan seluruh ruangan makan itu penuh dengan meja-meja, semua orang berbahagia. So I said hello to a couple of guys that I knew. Saya katakan halo, sapa orang-orang saya kenal. Then it was just quiet for a few 
few seconds. Kami mulai tenang sebentar. And one of one of the pastors sitting over here. Dan kemudian salah seorang kakak kami di sini. He said, "Well, pastor, he said, Pastor Steve, it's good to see you again." Dia bilang, "Pastor Steve, saya selalu berbapa lagi." Said, "Praise the Lord." Puji Tuhan. And my mind's going, "Who is he?" Dan kemudian pikiran, di pikiran saya, saya mulai bertanya, "Dia ini siapa?" So I said, God bless you. I said, um, said I'm sorry. Please help me. I can't. I can't. I, I don't know your name. Dan kemudian maaf, tapi saya tidak tahu nama bapa. Um, Brother Stephen cut it out. Ah, apa Stephen kecanda? You know me. Bapa tahu saya. Well, I'm starting to feel a little bit embarrassed. Saya mulai merasa agak malu sudah. Brother, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. Saya bilang pak, saya maaf. Saya memang tidak kenal bapa. Now, Stephen, you're funny sometimes. We'll stop joking. Dia bilang Pak Stephen, Pak Stephen memang suka lucu tapi udah dia berhenti di sana aja. Oh, really? I don't know your name. I've never even seen your face before. Who are you? Kemudian saya bilang, Bapa beneran saya tidak pernah ketemu Bapa, tidak pernah tahu nama Bapa. Well, Pastor Sobonso at the church there in Los Angeles. Kemudian dia bilang saya pendeta ini di Los Angeles tinggalnya. Was it how I? I said how I know you. Dan kemudian saya tanya bagaimana saya bisa kenal Bapa. Well, what do you mean how do you know me? You came to preach at my church. Dan kemudian dia bilang bagaimana Bapa bisa bilang seperti Bapa kan pernah khotbah di gereja saya. So Kelly sitting next to me. Dan kemudian ibu Kelly duduk di sebelah saya. She's been in 99.9 percent of every preach, every place I've ever preached at. Dan kemudian ibu Kelly ini selalu hadir di 99,9 persen tempat saya khotbah. And Kelly has no clue who he is. Dan ibu Kelly juga tak tahu siapa ini orang. So I said, I, I said, sorry, I don't know you. Where's your church? Who are you? And and he explained who he was. And so there's this. Lack of communication going on at the table, and all the pastors are watching. Dijelaskan dia dari mana gerejanya di mana, dan ada 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 kekurangan komunikasi di gereja itu. Jadi semua semua pendeta yang lain itu pada nonton kita berdebat. So I said I've never been to your church. Saya bilang saya nggak pernah nonton di gereja bapa. Yes, you have. Bapaknya bilang iya, bapa sudah pernah. No, I don't think so. Saya nggak pernah nonton di gereja bapa. And then he got a little righteously frustrated. Dan kemudian dia mulai frustasi kudus. He said, "He said, Stephen. Before I became a pastor, sebelum saya jadi pendeta, I was in law enforcement for 28 years. Saya ini adalah pejabat hukum atau penegak hukum selama 28 tahun. I'm a retired sheriff. Saya seorang sheriff yang sudah pensiun. I am an expert eyewitness. Saya seorang ahlinya dalam saksi mata. Because of my expertise as an eyewitness, I put thousands of criminals behind bars. Dan oleh karena ahli, saya ahli dalam hal saksi mata, maka saya taruh banyak penjahat berhasil menaruh banyak penjahat dalam penjara. I never forget a face you preached in my church. Dan kemudian maka saya tak akan pernah lupa wajah orang dan saya ingat wajahmu pernah berbagi dengan saya. I said, how did I get there? Did you pick me up? I mean, like, what happened? I mean, so tell me what happened. He said, I don't know. You just showed up. Dan kemudian saya tanya, bagaimana sih sampai gereja ku bapa cemburu saya? Bagaimana? Terus orang itu bilang, enggak, bapa hadir aja, muncul aja. You walked into the church service while we're having a meeting. Bapa jalan ke tengah-tengah ibadah kami saat kami lagi ibadah. He said, I yield the pulpit to you. You walk right up, start preaching. Dan kemudian saya kasih mimbar itu buat bapa. Bapa naik ke mimbar bapa. I said, well, what happened afterwards? Dan setelah itu apa yang terjadi? He said, "He said when you're done, you said God bless you, and you just walked right out." Dan kemudian setelah bapa saya kata bapa katakan Tuhan memberkati dan kemudian bapa berjalan keluar. And he said the whole church was packed. Everybody saw you there, including me. Dan seluruh gereja itu penuh sesak dan semua orang lihat termasuk saya. Then he got, then he got real honest. Then when he was talking to me, he said, "I got your message on tape. You were there." 
Dan kemudian saya bilang, dia bilang begini, saya akan jujur, bahwa saya sudah rekam semua khotbah Bapak pada saat Bapak khotbah di diri saya. Jadi pasti Bapak ada di situ. And then that's when the Holy Spirit spoke to my wife and spoke to me. Uh, the Holy Spirit said, "I translated you that night. I'll explain it later to you." Dan kemudian Roh Kudus bilang ke Ibu Kelly dan Ibu Kelly kasih tahu kepada Pak Stephen bahwa Roh Kudus katakan, "Aku memindahkan engkau dalam Roh malam hari ini. Nanti aku akan jelaskan kepada Roh Kudus." And so I, I asked him, "I said, when was I there?" Dan kemudian saya tanya, "Kapan saya di sini?" And he told the exact date. Dan dia kasih tahu tanggalnya. And then so later what I did is I went back and I found out what I was doing that night. Dan kemudian malam itu saat saya balik ke kamar hotel saya, saya coba cari tanggal itu dan apa yang saya lakukan di malam. At that time I was not yet in full time ministry. Pada saat itu saya belum belum pelayanan penuh waktu. So I had a night job as a security. Jadi saya kerja malam sebagai seorang penjaga keamanan. I started work seven o'clock at night and went to three thirty in the morning. Jadi saya kerja dari jam tujuh malam sampai jam setengah empat pagi. And this is what I do at my job. It's a real easy job. Saudara ini ini yang saya lakukan di di pekerjaan saya. Tugasnya gampang. The first hour of work. Jam satu jam pertama. I go real fast. Saya jalan cepat. Check out the doors. Make sure everything's locked. Ngecek pintu, apakah pintunya sudah sudah terkunci? Make sure it's the way it's supposed to be. Pastikan semuanya ada di tempat yang seharusnya. And then grab my Bible and just go pray. Dan kemudian saya ambil alkitab saya berdoa. Because there's nobody there, there's nothing going on. Karena tidak ada orang di tempat saya yang menjaga, saudara, tidak ada terjadi apa. Nothing ever happened. It was the same thing every night. Nothing ever happened. Setiap malam hal yang sama terjadi. Tidak ada kerusuhan, tidak ada keributan terjadi. So it was a job the Lord gave me to prepare me further for ministry. Jadi itu adalah pekerjaan Tuhan berikan kepada saya untuk persiapkan saya dalam pelayanan. So on the night he said I preached at his church. Jadi di malam dia bilang saya akan balik gerejanya. On the night I locked everything up. Ada malam di mana saya sudah kunci semua pintu. And I went in prayer. Dan saya berdoa. I got so lost in the spirit. Saya terhilang dalam roh. That when I came out of prayer time, it was 3:30 in the morning. I I prayed for hours and didn't know what had happened. Saudara saya berdoa. Saya selesai berdoa saya jam. Berdoa sudah setengah empat pagi, saudara. Jadi saya tidak tahu apa yang saya lakukan dalam doa itu. Saya begitu terhilang. It felt like ten minutes, but I I got lost in the spirit. Saudara rasanya buat saya sepuluh minit, tapi sudah sampai setengah empat pagi baru selesai. So during that time, the Holy Spirit took me. I had me go preach at his church. Ceritanya pada saat itu Roh Kudus bawa saya, bawa pindahin saya ke gereja orang ini tadi. You know what that pastor told me? Tapi sudah apa yang dikatakan oleh pendeta itu? He said, Brother Stephen, we took a big offering for you that night. Dan dia katakan pada Stephen, malam itu kami kumpulin persembahan besar untuk bapa. Wah, dikumpulin? First Lord. Oh, masih tua. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said we took a big offering for you that night. Dia dia ya, kan kita kumpulin persembahan besar untuk bapa. And he said we we gave it to you because you were leaving and you were away. He said I got it into your hands before you left. Dan dan kita kasih ke bapa saat bapa buru buru pergi. Kita kasih ke bapa. He said wow. Dia bilang wow. Praise God. I told him. I told him at the table. I said the Lord translated me into your meeting. Dan kemudian saya katakan dia kepada dia di meja itu Tuhan yang pindahkan saya dalam roh dalam keibadahmu. He's a spiritual man of God. He said that must have been what happened. Dan dia adalah seorang hamba Tuhan yang penuh roh kudus. Jadi dia bilang ya, pasti itu terjadi. But you know, later, later that night when I got back home, I was talking to the Lord about this whole situation. Setelah malam itu dia saya pulang kembali ke rumah saya, saya mulai ngobrol sama Tuhan terkait hal ini. I said, Lord, I think that's really wonderful how you translated me, just like Philip the Ethiopian eunuch. Saya bilang, wah, Tuhan luar biasa sekali, Tuhan pindahkan saya dalam proses seperti Filipus dengan sida-sida dari Ethiopia. But I said, Lord, I said, remember what you said in your word. Tuhan, seharusnya aku ingat apa yang kau katakan kepadaku. 
You said the laborer is worthy of his wages. So Lord, uh, what about those wages he paid me? The Lord said, just hang on, they're coming. Okay, so we, we finished the, the conference in California. The next day I have to leave and drive to New Mexico. Hari hari berikutnya saya harus pergi dan mengendarai uh, rumah mobil kami ke New Mexico. A pastor wanted me to meet me there. Uh, I was I was actually driving across the country, but stopping there just to meet the pastor. Saudara, uh, saya sebenarnya akan pergi balik dari California ke tempat saya tinggal, saudara, tapi saya mampir di New Mexico untuk bertemu sama seorang pendeta. Just just to have lunch, not even to preach at his church or anything. Cuma untuk makan siang, mampir doang, saudara ya, bukan untuk khotbah makan siang. So we had lunch. And I'm getting back into the motorhome to leave and get back on the freeway. Keep driving. Dan setelah saya makan siang, saya mau balik ke rumah mobil saya dan siap untuk masuk jalan tol untuk mengendarai mobil kami pulang. And he said, Oh, Stephen, before you leave, just a minute. Dia bilang, pasti kan sebentar sebelum sebelum pergi. Reaches into his pocket. Dia am dia ambil sesuatu di kantongnya. And pulls out a wad of cash, big stash of cash. Dan dia keluarkan setumpuk uang uang tunai. He said, "Here, God told me to give this to you." Then he said, "Ini Tuhan suruh saya kasih kamu ini." I said, "Brother, I haven't ministered to church or anything. Why are you doing this?" Saya bilang, "Bapa, saya belum pernah kontrol di gereja bapa. Ngapain bapa kasih saya setumpuk uang tunai?" He said, "The Lord just told me to do it. Here, take it and give it to me." Tuhan suruh saya untuk kasih setumpuk uang tunai ini. Ini ambil buat kamu. Saya bilang, "I'll be back." Dan kemudian saya bilang, "Okey, Tuhan berikan saya kembali, bapa." Here in the motorhome, I'm driving down the interstate. Di rumah mobil saya, saudara saya mengendarai mobil saya, rumah mobil saya untuk pulang. Only driving for like ten minutes. Saya baru nyetir sebulan. And then the the Lord spoke to me. Dan Tuhan bicara sama saya. He said, "There it is." Dan Tuhan bilang, "Tuh." I said, "There's what?" Tuh apa Tuhan? He said, "There it is." Saya bilang, "Tuh." I said, "Lord, I'm a little slow today." I said, "There's what?" He said, "Tuhan, tuh apa?" He said, "There's your offering for having preached in that church right there." Itu persembahan kasih pas kamu korban di dalam rumah. I'm looking forward to hearing your testimonies. Saya saya menanti nantikan kesaksian sudah. Look at the person on your left. Lihat kiri kanan sudah. So you ready to get your wings tonight? Siap dapatkan saya pun malam ini. Look at the person on your right. Sekarang kalau tadi kiri sekarang kanan sudah biasa. So you have freedom to travel in the street. Engkau punya kebebasan untuk terbang dalam roh. Tell them you are cleared for takeoff. Katakan engkau diciptakan untuk terbang di dalam roh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, also many times these things can happen when you're sleeping. So as I tell you, hal ini juga bisa terjadi ketika sudah tidur. Me and Kelly, we we get emails. So as I and Kelly, kami dapatkan email. Well, people say that we have come to them. Orang-orang bilang bahwa kami mengunjungi mereka. A lady emailed Pastor Kelly. Ada seorang ibu email ibu kami. She said, "You came to my house, laid hands on me, prayed for me, and I was healed of a of a of a certain disease." Dan ibu itu katakan ibu Kelly datang rumah saya tumpak tangan saya dan kemudian saya disembuhkan dari penyakit tertentu. So she had never been there physically, but the Lord took her spirit while she was sleeping. Jadi ibu Kelly tak pernah kesana secara fizik. 
Tuhan yang bawa uh, di dalam roh ketika beliau sudah tidur. And I've had this emails, Pastor Stephen, you came, you came and you laid hands on me and you prayed for me, but I've never been to that country before in in physical form. Pak Stephen, uh, bapak sudah pernah do- doain saya untuk mengalat saya, saya sembuh, tapi secara fisik saya nggak pernah kesana. Saya dapat email seperti ini. So God can use you even while you're sleeping. Jadi Tuhan bisa pakai saudara bahkan ketika saudara tidur. Say Lord, I'm open yeah. to that. Katakan saudara, Tuhan saya terbuka untuk terima itu. Glory to God. Kemudian begitu. See, there are some countries you're never be able to get into to preach the gospel. Ada negara-negara di mana saudara nggak mungkin datang ke situ untuk memberitakan Injil. Iran. Contohnya, Iran. Certain countries you just never have that freedom to preach the gospel. Negara-negara tertentu yang saudara nggak punya kemerdekaan untuk memberitakan Injil. But God can take you there in the spirit. Tapi Tuhan bisa bawa saudara dalam prosesi. So you have received. Dan katakan saya terima. There is one minister from Africa. He ministers in America pretty often. In America. He comes to American ministers. He and I, we, we've ministered in some of the same churches. But he was in a country that was having a another revolution, another coup. Saudara, tapi dia uh, di sebuah negara yang yang uh, ada revolusi lah ya, ada 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 kerusuhan. Very unstable government with violent overthrows. Saudara, uh, pemerintahannya negara itu nggak stabil, kerusuhan di mana-mana. Seems like they had another revolution every every three years, another revolution. Saudara, seperti tiga tahun kerusuhan, tiga tahun setelah itu kerusuhan lagi. Well, during this particular revolution, many of the Christians were being killed. Dan pada satu titik kerusuhan tertentu banyak orang Kristen dibunuh. So his village was being raided by people that were just, you know, killing all the Christians. Jadi nggak tahu karena kerusuhan ini dijalani oleh orang-orang suka bunuh orang Kristen. Jadi orang Kristen So he got his wife and children out. Jadi dia melarikan anak-anaknya dan istrinya. And they escaped safely. Dan mereka masih melarikan diri dengan selamat. But he stayed behind trying to help people. He got stuck there when all the all the bad guys show up. Dan dia tetapi dia memutuskan untuk tinggal tetap di negeri itu. Untuk menolong orang-orang yang masih ter- tersisa ketika penjatuh-penjatuh datang. Dan tiba-tiba seorang yang besar dan sangat marah melihat dia. And this minister said that man came towards him with a machete, just like this. Dan orang yang besar itu datang dengan golok seorang yang sangat besar dan siap hantam dia. And was going to split him right in half. Dan golok itu siap untuk membelah dia separuh-separuh. And this is what the minister said. Dan ini yang dikatakan oleh Tuhan. When that man brought the machete down. Ketika golok itu siap menebas dia, he said instantly I disappeared. Dan kemudian dia katakan dengan ketika saya lenyap. He swung right to the air. Dan si orang penjahat itu menebas angin saja. And he said the next thing I knew, how did he say now? I'm in a room. Saya ada di sebuah ruangan. And everybody's dressed real nice. Dan semua orang di ruangan itu berpakaian bagus. And a man walks up to me with a uh, like a waiter with a, a, a tray. Dan seorang uh, berpakaian seperti seorang pelayan restoran datang dengan membawa baki. Says, Sir, would you like some snacks and a cold water to me? Dan kata dan dan katakan kepada saya, Pak, bapak mau cemilan? Selamat datang ke dalam kelompok kami. Dan tentu saja saya nyaris gila kepala saya ini jadi saya malah cemilan. God had translated him to a real nice hotel on the other side of the country. Surat Tuhan memindahkan dia di dalam roh ke dalam sebuah hotel yang sangat bagus 
di sisi lain daripada negara itu. God fed him, refreshment and food, then he left the meeting and continued on his journey. Saudara Tuhan kasih dia makan, kasih dia kesegaran, kasih dia makanan minuman yang enak, baru dia melanjutkan perjalanan. But you have to believe in things like this so that these things happen in your life. Saudara harus mempercayai hal-hal seperti ini sehingga hal-hal ini terjadi dalam hidup Praise the Lord. Puji Tuhan. Say, Lord, I open my heart to receive. Katakan Tuhan saya membuka hati saya untuk menerima. The spirit of translation. Roh berpindah di dalam roh. Glory to God. Mulia bagi Tuhan. Glory to God. Mulia bagi Tuhan. Some of you are going to go to different nations and preach the gospel. Beberapa di sana akan pergi ke bangsa-bangsa dan memberitakan Injil. God get you back safely. Tuhan akan membawa saudara pulang dengan selamat. Oh, there's another ministry. His stories are kind of funny. Saudara ada seorang bapa Tuhan lain dan ceritanya lucu. Whenever God would translate him, kapanpun Tuhan akan memindahkan dia dalam roh. He would actually tell him to go to the airport. Tuhan akan suruh dia pergi ke airport. But not get on a plane. Tapi ke airport tuan, tidak naik pesawat. Go to the airport. Go to the men's bathroom. Pergi ke airport dan ke toilet laki-laki. And God would translate him when he went into the men's bathroom stall. Dan ketika dia masuk ke dalam bilik dalam toilet laki-laki itu, Tuhan akan pindahkan dia dalam roh. As soon as he turned, as soon as he would close the little door of the bathroom stall. Saat dia kunci bilik bilik toilet itu, he would turn around and be in another country. Dia berbalik dan dia ada di negara lain. And sometimes he would be in that country for two or three days with no passport. Dan kadang-kadang dia akan ada di negara itu dua tiga hari tanpa paspor. And when he was done, he would go back to the to the airport in that country and go back to the men's bathroom. Walk into that bathroom stall and then turn around and walk out of the other one back in his home country. How many love God? Prophet Kenneth Copeland and his wife Gloria. See, Gloria Copeland told the story. Gloria Copeland, istrinya itu mencerita sebuah kisah. About the man in Eastern Europe. Mengenai seseorang di Eropa Timur. The prophet of God. Seorang nabi Tuhan. When the Iron Curtain was still up. Ketika tirai besi itu masih ada. And he had many churches under his oversight. Tirai besi itu di Soviet itu masih ada sebenarnya. Jadi banyak gereja itu berada di bawah pengawasan. He was a prophet who was a bishop. Dia seorang nabi yang juga adalah pemimpin gereja. And what he would do is the Holy Spirit would translate him to all the different churches. Roh Kudus apa yang dia lakukan adalah Roh Kudus akan memindahkan dia dalam roh ke banyak gereja-gereja berbeda. There from his little home, the Holy Spirit would take him from meeting to meeting. Dari rumah kecilnya, Roh Kudus akan pindahkan dia dalam roh dari satu ibadah ke ibadah yang lain. Just like the Apostle Paul said, I'm aware of what's going on there in the various churches. Setelah seperti kata Rasul Paulus, dia kata begini, aku menyadari, aku tahu apa yang terjadi pada gereja-gereja cuma-cuma di tempat-tempat yang berbeda. These translations went on for years, hundreds of them. Dan pemindahan di dalam roh ini, saudara yang terjadi pada hamba Tuhan ini bertahun-tahun berlangsungnya. Until one thing happened. Sampai satu hal terjadi. The churches got together. Gereja kumpul sama-sama. They loved him so much. Mereka sangat kasih dia. They bought him a car. They bought him a car. Mereka kasih dia mobil. And the moment he got the car, the translation stopped. Dan pada saat dia dapat mobil, berakhir dia, saudara. Ketika dia berpindah dalam mobil, he was thankful for the car. Dia bersyukur buat mobilnya. But they said he hated that car. Tapi dia benci sama mobil itu. But there are sometimes you. The only option is no translation. Saudara, kadang-kadang satu-satunya opsi untuk sampai ke satu tempat tertentu lewat pemindahan dalam mobil. Why did God give him the car? Mengapa Tuhan kasih dia mobil? He needed that faith 
for other projects. Dia perlukan iman tersebut untuk proyek yang lain. For other assignments. Untuk penugasan yang lain. Because how are you translated? Karena bagaimana sudah dipindahkan dalam roh? You translate by faith. Kalau dipindahkan dalam roh oleh iman. Many things of the spirit you can pull out if you want to. Saudara banyak banyak hal-hal dalam roh perkara-perkara rohani bisa saudara tarik kalau saudara merindukannya sungguh. I had a, a man in my church. Ada seorang di gereja saya. He was an excellent tither. Dia seorang yang suka memberi perbuluhan. The biggest giver in our church. Saudara dia seorang uh, pem, uh, pemberi yang sangat jumlah dengan jumlah yang sangat besar di gereja kami. Studying the Bible all the time. But, but his prayer life wasn't that strong. Tapi kehidupan doanya nggak terlalu kuat kok amat. Very knowledgeable of scripture. Saudara pengetahuan firmannya luar biasa. But didn't quite understand the anointing. Didn't have a strong prayer life. Tetapi tidak tidak terlalu mengerti tentang pengurapan. So I tried to help him. I said you need to pray more so you're you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Saya katakan kepada dia bapa harus doa lebih lagi sehingga bapa sensitif peka terhadap perhuni. Pastor Stephen, I'm trying to work on that. Dan dia dia bilang Pastor Stephen, saya sedang mengusahakan itu. And then one day the word of the Lord came to me. Kemudian satu hari pesan Tuhan datang ke saya. I said, Brother, the Lord shows me you're going to have a supernatural visitation. Dan saya katakan kepada dia, Pak, bapa akan mengalami lawatan yang supernatural. And it's going to happen in the next two weeks. Dan akan terjadi dalam dua minggu ini, Pak. Okay, so this is an easy prophecy. Jadi ini ada dua hari gampang. This is not something where you like have a two-year open day. This is two weeks. Saudara, ini 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 bukan seperti buat yang bilang oh dua tahun tanggalnya bebas terbuka, tapi ini dalam dua minggu. So so you shouldn't miss this. It's coming in two weeks. You shouldn't miss this. Jadi kalau dua minggu itu biasanya seringkali luput saudara kalau orang membuatin tiga kali gitu ya. Two weeks go by. Dua minggu berlalu. I saw him one day. Saya ketemu dia. He looked real real sad. Dia terlihat sangat sedih. Brother, what's wrong? You got partner. Fast forward to visitation. He said I missed it. Yeah, I am pastor. Saya meluputkan lawatan. How do you miss something that's so easy to catch? Bagaimana bapa bisa meluputkan sesuatu yang sangat gampang untuk dilakukan? I told you it was coming. I hope you don't be ready. Saya katakan bahwa lawatan itu akan terjadi kerana bapa nggak siap-siap. Well, I came home from work. Saya pulang dari dari kantor. He had a really good job. Thank God. Dia memiliki sebuah pekerjaan yang sangat biasa. I came home from work. Saya pulang dari kantor. I grabbed my mail. Dan kemudian saya ambil surat-surat di kotak surat saya. Came inside my house. Sebelum masuk rumah. And I felt, I felt like something was about to happen in the spirit. Dan kemudian saya merasa sesuatu akan terjadi dalam rumah. But I noticed in the mail a magazine came in. Dan saya memperhatikan di tumpukan surat yang saya ambil dari kotak surat ada majalah yang datang, yang yang masuk. Pastor Stephen, I'm I'm ashamed to tell you what happened. Pastor Stephen, say, "Mamu, can you tell me?" Pastor Stephen, I like watches a whole lot. Pastor Stephen, say, "I'm so suka aroji." And it was the monthly issue of the watch magazine. Dan itu adalah itu adalah majalah tentang aroji yang bulanan datang buat saya. This is what he told the Lord. Jadi dia katakan kepada saya, "You said something was trying to invade the room." Dia tahu dia rasakan ada sesuatu yang akan menyerbu ruangannya. Something beautiful, something holy. Sesuatu yang indah, sesuatu yang kudus. He said, "God, bilang Tuhan, just give me five minutes." Lima minit deh. He grabs the magazine. Dia ambil majalahnya. Dia lihat. Harusnya punya aroji ini. Wah, ini aroji bagus ni. Wah, aroji itu keren banget. Five minutes later. Lima minit lagi. Okay, God. Okay, okay. Lord, I'm ready. Okay, Tuhan, aku siap. Okay, Lord, talk. Tuhan berbicara. I'm ready. Saya siap. In 
dead, no money, nothing. Soalnya dia akan rasa apa malam ini dan pengurapan tidak ada apa malam. The Lord left. Soalnya Tuhan pergi. Lenyap, lenyap, lenyap. Watch this. You'll have no other gods before him. And sometimes he wants to come when you least would want him to come. Why? Why? He wants to see if you'll drop the magazine. Pastor Stephen is my favorite TV show. That's just the way he is. And the closer you get to him, the more possessive of you he becomes. He wants your ear. Now there are times I know he lets me relax. Let me let me see if I can say this the right way. Bolehkah saya mengatakan hal ini? Mudah-mudahan saya mengatakan dengan benar. There are sometimes when he won't interrupt me. Sebenarnya ada waktu-waktu di mana Tuhan tidak interupsi saya. But there's other times. Tapi ada waktu-waktu di mana he demands my attention. Dia menuntut perhatian penuh dari saya. And when that's going on, he wants you 100%. Dan ketika hal itu terjadi, tuntutannya terjadi, maka dia menginginkan kita 100%. Because while God will bring these things to your life, karena Tuhan akan membawa pesannya dalam hidup saudara. You you can potentially pull out of it. Saudara sungguh, engkau sungguh sudah dapat menarik itu. Woo, and it might not come around again for a while. Dan dan mungkin kalau sudah menuntutkannya, saudara, saudara enggak hajaran itu akan muncul lagi untuk beberapa waktu. I have no doubt God wanted to bring that man into the ministry. Saudara, saya saya tidak ragu sama sekali bahwa Tuhan mau bawa orang itu tadi dalam pelayanan. And give him a little anointing. Dan memberikan banyak pengurapan. But you have to really, you have to really walk close to the Lord. Tapi saudara harus sungguh-sungguh berjalan dengan Tuhan. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Terima kasih Tuhan Yesus. New anointings come. Pengurapan yang baru sudah Tuhan curahkan. You're going to be translated. And much of the miraculous is going to become normal. Dan hal-hal yang tadinya terlihat ajaib akan menjadi hal-hal yang lumrah buat saudara. It's not a hard thing for God to get a miracle idea to you. Saudara enggak enggak sulit buat Tuhan untuk kasih saudara gagasan tentang mujiza. I think the Lord wants you to have childlike faith. Saya merasa buat Tuhan ingin saudara memiliki iman seperti seorang anak kecil. These things are not just for the what we would call giants of the faith. Saudara perkara-perkara seperti ini bukan hanya bagi mereka yang disebut raksasa-raksasa iman. These things are all for all of you. Tapi hal-hal perkara-perkara seperti ini ini terbuka untuk setiap kita bapak ibu. Me and Kelly were hearing a pastor give a testimony just a few days ago. Saya dan Kelly ada di sini dan kemudian ada kesaksian yang diberikan pada saya dua hari lalu. This pastor has a Bible college. Pendeta ini atau pembala ini punya sebuah sekolah kita. And one of the students in the Bible College. Dan salah seorang murid mahasiswa di sekolah kita. Who's a young man? Yang masih muda. Let me say it like this. Saya katakan seperti ini. Who's just a normal person? Dia orang biasa saja. Not a super minister. Bukan hamba Tuhan besar. Not world famous. Bukan seorang terkenal dunia. Just a young man going to Bible College. So cuma anak muda yang 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 pergi ke sekolah kita. While in Bible College, God gave him one idea. Dan dia sekolah kita tu Tuhan kasih dia satu gagasan. He's from Nairobi, Kenya. 
Dan dia mendapatkan oleh oleh gagasan itu dia mendapatkan 92 juta US dollars. Gimana dengan kamu? 92 juta US dollar. Dia membangun gedung-gedung di dua gedung di Nairobi, setiap gedungnya 20 lantai ini. Dan di antara dua gedung itu ada sekolah pelayanan yang membangkitkan generasi berikutnya untuk lain Tuhan. Tuhan sehingga hal yang supernatural yang ajaib itu menjadi hal yang lumrah. Tuhan akan menyingkapkan kemuliaannya buat saudara. You know the pastor that was sharing that testimony? About the young Bible college student? You know what the pastor said? He said, one day the Lord said one thing to me. It was only about three sentences long. And he said out of that one statement. Dan dari tiga kalimat itu bisa ada satu pernyataan yang disebut. It caused 100 million US dollars to come into the ministry. Dan dari satu pernyataan itu 100 juta dolar mengalir ke dalam pelayanannya. Angels also want to talk to you. Mereka juga ingin bicara dengan saya. They want to share things with you. Mereka ingin bagikan sesuatu dengan saya. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Terima kasih kepada Yesus. When I see an angel, I want to talk to the angel. Ketika saya lihat malaikat, saya ingin berbicara dengan malaikat. I want to see he has a message from the Lord. Saya ingin melihat apakah dia punya pesan dari Tuhan. Kind of reminds me of the story Prophet Kenneth Hagin told many years ago. Mengingatkan saya kesebuah kisah yang Nabi Kenneth Hagin datang pada saya. Jesus came to him. Yesus datang pada dia. And there was an angel standing next to Jesus. Dan ada malaikat berdiri sebelah Yesus. And Jesus said to Brother Hagin. Dan Yesus kata kepada Pak Hagin. He said, he said, my angel. Has a message for you. Dia katakan bahwa malaikatku memiliki pesan untukmu. Brother Hagin said, "Well, Jesus, why can't you tell?" Dan Hagin bilang sama Yesus, "Kenapa kau bukan kamu, bukan kau saja dikasih tahu kepada aku?" So, I mean, why do you have to have the angel tell me? Kenapa harus kata malaikat? And and then Brother Hagin realized he's making a mistake. Dan Hagin pada satu kejadian itu dia keliru ngomong ini. Stop trying to figure everything out. Saudara, berhentilah untuk mempertanyakan segala sesuatunya. Berhentilah untuk pengen tahu cara kerjanya gimana. Berhenti. Don't let your intellect get in the way of all of these things. Jangan biarkan intelektual kita itu itu ikut campur tangan dalam hal-hal seperti ini. And Jesus basically said, I use them. They bring messages, so receive the message. Dan Yesus kata dia aku memakai mereka untuk membawa pesan dan terima pesan. And Jesus said, you have to ask me what's the message. Dan Yesus tanya, engkau harus tanya apa pesannya. And when he received the message, dan ketika dia tanya pesannya, it really saved him a lot of potential problems. Dan pesan yang diberikan malaikat itu sungguh-sungguh meluputkan beliau pahingan dari banyak masalah. Because there was a recession coming to the country, and the angel said, "Get ready so that you're not you're not financially hurt by that." Karena karena ada resesi terjadi negaranya dan dan malaikat itu katakan bersiap sih kalau tidak terluka oleh resesi ini. Now I was doing a a meeting in Virginia one time. Sudah satu hari saya lagi khotbah di Virginia. Revival meetings, sebuah KKM. We're having really good meetings. Dan kami di sana punya ibadah-ibadah luar biasa. But there was something that was really grieving my heart. Tapi ada sesuatu seperti duka dalam hati saya. 
God's touching the people. Tuhan sama orang-orang. But the pastor's wife. Tapi istri gembalanya. All she cared about. Yang dia pedulikan cuma. Was she just wanted the meetings to be over as soon as possible. Dia pengennya ibadah itu selesai secepat mungkin. Get this conference over with. Ayo selesaikan ibadah ini. All she wanted to do was go out and buy a vehicle. Yang dia ingin lakukan adalah keluar dan pergi beli kendaraan. While I'm preaching, ketika saya khotbah, she's over on the corner. Dia sudah di di pojok. Looking at the newspaper. Lihat koran. Looking at the specials for the weekend vehicle discounts. Lihat diskon kendaraan minggu ini. This one's got a five thousand dollar rebate. Okay, ini ada ada lima ribu diskonnya. I'm preaching to people who are being touched by God. Saya lagi khotbah orang-orang yang sama Tuhan. All she wants to do is buy a van. Yang dia pengen adalah beli van baru. Wow, they have a sale over here. Oh, ada diskon di sini. Oh, berapa? I'm gonna go there as soon as this meeting is over. Oh, satu hari selesai sana. I think I think she passed away from cancer just a few years after that. Sudah beberapa tahun setelah itu dia meninggal karena kanker. Oh, she didn't understand the ways of God. Dia tidak mengerti perkara-perkara dari Tuhan. I'm sure she made it to heaven. Saya kira masuk surga. But the enemy was able to take her out because she didn't know the things of God. Tapi musuh berhasil mengalihkan perhatiannya karena dia tidak menyadari hal-hal dari Tuhan. So those things kind of troubled my spirit. Jadi hal seperti itu itu menggelisahkan roh saya. So I wanted to see God move, and she's just you know all in the flesh. Dan saya sudah lihat Tuhan bergerak dan dia yang dia inginkan hanya ingin daging saja. So sometimes God will do things to bring that. Comfort. We talked about that last night. So, jadi kadang-kadang Tuhan ingin melakukan sesuatu untuk mengangkat kenyamanan kita yang kita bicara soal kenyamanan tadi malam. So, I just said, Lord, I'll still give my best in these meetings. Dan saya katakan Tuhan aku mau kasih yang terbaik dalam ibadah ini. So, I'm back at the hotel room and I'm praying. Di malam itu saudara saya kembali ke hotel saya berdoa. I pray in the spirit, having a good time with God. Saya berdoa dalam doa dan memiliki waktu yang menyenangkan dengan Tuhan. And somebody walked through the wall, came into the room and stood behind me. Dan tiba-tiba ada seorang berjalan berbus tembok masuk ke kamar saya dan berdiri belakang saya. I can I can look over my shoulder a little bit like that. Dan saya melirik lewat ujung bahu saya. There's a blue light or like glowing blue light. Saudara ada cahaya biru yang bersinar sekarang. And I heard an angel speak to me. Dan saya mendengar malaikat bicara kepada saya. And he said, "Praise is the lost key to victory." Dia katakan, "Prayers, prayers." Doa of pujian adalah kunci yang paling seringkali terhilang untuk mendapatkan kemenangan. Pujian itu adalah kunci yang terhilang dari gereja. Kalau kamu memuji Tuhan, maka Tuhan akan memberikan kemenangan besar dalam hidup. Kalau saudara sepertinya merasa lemah hati, saudara tawar hati, hari saudara buruk. Praise the Lord, even if you don't feel like it, just start praising the Lord. Surah mulai memuji Tuhan. Kalau surah merasa tidak enak, puji Tuhan saja. Just sing a little song to Jesus. Nyanyikan sedikit pujian kepada Yesus. And before you know it, you're happy again. Dan sebelum surah sadari, surah kembali bersukacita. God will turn all your battles into victories. Tuhan akan mengubah peperangan saudara menjadi kemenangan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I turned around to see who was talking to me. Saya berbalik untuk melihat siapa yang bicara kepada saya. He was an angel. Dia seorang malaikat. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell you. I like all of you. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Saya akan beritahu beritahu kebenaran. Saya suka sama saudara semua. I said this in the church one time. They got real nervous when I said it. Saudara saya pernah cerita ini di satu gereja dan mereka ketakutan setelah saya selesai gereja. I feel you're ready. Tapi saya merasa saudara lebih baik dari gereja. Sekarang kan saya siap. When I turn around and look to the angel. Ketika saya berbalik dan lihat mereka itu. I need to let you know right now. Saudara saya saya akan kasih tahu saudara sekarang. Not all angels have blonde hair. Saudara, 
Gak semua mereka punya rambut berwarna pirang. Do you still love me in Indonesia? Seras masih masih suka sama saya Indonesia? Not all angels have blonde hair. Gak semua mereka rambutnya pirang. So his hair was as black as a raven. Saudara rambut mereka yang satu ini hitam seperti bulu-bulu burung gagak. Deep dark black color. Saudara warnanya hitam sekali. Eyes that look like black Tahiti pearls. Saudara matanya berwarna hitam sekali seperti warna mutiara Tahiti. Beautiful holy creature. Makhluk kudus, makhluk yang sangat kudus. Not all angels have blonde hair. Tidak semua mereka rambutnya pirang. Saudara mempunyai red hair. Saudara beberapa punya rambut warna merah. We have one on that lives on a mountain close to us. Every time that angel shows up, she always has red hair. Saudara ada sebuah bukit dekat yang setiap kali kami sana dia selalu muncul dengan rambut merahnya. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Terima kasih Tuhan Yesus. Now say this. Katakan ini. I believe in angels. Saya percaya pada mereka. I believe in angel encounters. Saya percaya pada perjumpaan dengan mereka. Let's go further. I believe in angel communication. Saya percaya komunikasi dengan mereka. Now here's something. Here's something people don't understand. Ini orang-orang yang seringkali tidak mengerti. In the church, we believe. Di gereja kita percaya. That evil spirits can influence us to think bad thoughts. Bahwa roh jahat dapat mempengaruhi kita memikirkan hal-hal yang buruk. Now we know to resist those thoughts, right? Dan kita tahu caranya untuk menolak hal-hal yang buruk yang ditaruh dalam pikiran kita. We have no problem believing that evil spirits can try to get us to think something bad. Dan kita tak masalah dengan pengajaran yang bilang, oh ada roh jahat mau pengaruhi kita dengan pikiran-pikiran buruk. Dan kita tak punya masalah dengan pengajaran seperti itu. But did you know that angels can drop thoughts into your mind? Tahu semua mereka dapat menjatuhkan ide gagasan pikiran ke dalam ke dalam ke dalam pikiran dia. They can give you thoughts. Dia mau kasih kita sejajar ide. I think I'm gonna call somebody. I think I'm gonna do something. Oh, saya rasa saya akan melakukan sesuatu. An angel one time just dropped a a thought on me. Satu kali mereka kasih sebuah ide ke saya. I want to go eat a cheeseburger. Saya pengen makan cheeseburger. And so I'm out driving around. Jadi saya kemudian mengendarai mobil saya. And the Lord led me to a restaurant. Dan Tuhan pimpin saya ke sebuah restoran. Where I was able to have an encounter with four young people. Di mana di sana saya berjumpa dengan empat anak muda. And two of them were pastors' children. Dan dua dua dari antara mereka mereka adalah gembala gereja anak. They were in a game, a very violent game. A game. They were game members. Oh, mereka dulunya ada di sebuah game, saudara. But because the Holy Spirit or the angel gave me an idea to go get a cheeseburger, I met them. Saudara maaf dia dua di antaranya adalah anak pendeta dan dan mereka berada di sebuah game. And led them all back to the Lord. Dan kemudian saya ketika saya beli cheeseburger setelah selesai beli cheeseburger saya memimpin mereka kembali kepada Tuhan. One of the girls was weeping. She said, "My father is a Pentecostal preacher." Dan salah seorang anak perempuan di sini menangis sekali dia bilang. Ada saya seorang pendeta gereja Pentecostal. We're all serving the Lord today. Dan dan hari ini empat tempatnya melayani Tuhan semua. So the angels can drop good ideas right to you. So dalam malaikat itu bisa kasih kita ide-ide bagus. Langsung ke malaikat. Glory, 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 glory. Sometimes I just they just they just come right into my mind. Kadang-kadang langsung muncul di pikiran saya. Oh, I have an idea to call so and so. Oh, saya saya pengen telefon si dia. I called this person on the phone, one of my ministry partners. And you understand when your ministry can't call everybody, you'd be on the phone all the time. You wouldn't have time to do anything. But when you get the angel idea, you have to obey. 
Tapi ketika kita memiliki uh, gagasan dari malaikat, maka kita harus tahu. Jadi saya telepon rekan pelayanan saya ini. I said hello, this is Pastor Stephen. Saya bilang, hello, ini Pak Stephen. Oh, Pastor Stephen, you're Pastor Stephen. And it was a lady who had a, a very uh, a condition, a great sickness. Terus seorang ibu yang sangat sedang berada kondisi sangat sakit. Standing before the mirror in the bathroom. Sudah berdiri di hadapan cermin di kamar mandinya. Body in tremendous pain. Tubuhnya dipenuhi rasa sakit. And she said, God, I know you love me. And the devil is not going to kill me with this sickness. God, I believe you love me so much. That you prove your love to me right now. And you'll have Pastor Stephen Brooks call me right now. And the next thing she knows, her cell phone's going to ring. Dia, dia mulai membaringkan dirinya dan dirinya mati. And that is the 
foundation of the city of Paris. Dan di tempat di mana dia mati di situ adalah dasar kota Paris. If you give me a little time, kalau sudah kasih saya waktu, I can give you the names of ten people. Saya bisa kasih nama sepuluh orang. In church history. Dalam gereja, dalam sejarah gereja, who had their heads cut completely off. Yang kepala mereka dipenggal seluruhnya. And reached out, picked their head up, and just keep on going. Dan kemudian di tubuhnya mengambil kepalanya dan jalan terus. It's time for memory. Ini waktu yang mujizat. Terima kasih Yesus. Paul the apostle they they stoned him, they killed him. Serah Rasul Paulus dirajam. And the Bible says the most amazing thing happened. Dan Alkitab katakan hal yang luar biasa terjadi. He got up. Dia bangun. And he went right back into the city that had the people that killed him. Dia kembali ke kota di mana orang-orang di situ tadi sudah bunuh dia, sudah rajam dia. God raised him from the dead. His time was not yet. Tuhan bangkitnya dia dari tanah mati. Waktunya belum usai. The devil will never take you out. Iblis tidak akan pernah bisa merubuhkan surat. You will live out your full life. Surat hidup dalam hidup surat sepenuhnya. You will do everything God's called you to do. Menghidupi panggilan Tuhan sepenuhnya bos surat. And the evil one cannot touch you. Dan yang jahat tidak dapat menyentuh surat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Terima kasih Yesus. You're not going anywhere until your assignment's finished. Tapi kamu tidak akan pergi kemana-mana sampai tugasmu selesai. Kami beri bujuk kepada Tuhan. The angels of God are moving tonight. Malaikat Tuhan sedang bergerak malam ini. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. God's going to also do something with tongues. Tuhan akan melakukan sesuatu dengan lidah. He's going to anoint your tongue. Dia mengurapi lidah sedang. You're finding yourself at times speaking in other languages. Saudara, aku akan menemukan dirimu kau akan berbicara bahasa-bahasa lain. Speaking fluently in other languages. Berbicara secara lancar dengan bahasa-bahasa lain. Languages you never learned in class. Bahasa bahasa yang kau tak pernah pelajari di kelas dan kau dapatkan dari orang Yunus. Say yes, Lord. You must walk close to the Lord. Terus berjalan karib. If you do these things, become normal in your life. Kalau sudah melakukan itu, maka hal-hal ini menjadi lumrah dalam hidup saudara. If you don't, it only seems like legendary stories. Sudah kalau sudah berjalan karib sama Tuhan, ini seperti sebuah legenda saja. But it's more real than you ever imagined. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands, seriously, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Say, Lord. I desire you. Say, my God. I desire visitation. Say, my God. I desire angelic communication. Lord, you can translate me if you want to. Tuhan, engkau dapat memindahkan saya di dalam roh kemanapun engkau mau. Anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Kapanpun, kemanapun, di tempat apapun. I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, body. Saya berserah tubuh, jiwa dan roh saya berserah kepada Tuhan. Anoint my tongue. Urapi lidah saya. To declare your praises. Untuk menyatakan pujian bagimu. May you never hear me grumble or complain. Engkau tidak akan pernah lagi mendengar saya bersuut-suut penuh dengan omelan saat saya melayan-melayan engkau. Lord, may I be found praising you all the time. Biar engkau menemukan lidah saya memuji-muji namaMu setiap waktu. Lord, do miracles through me. Tuhan melakukan mujizat dalam melalui hidup saya.
Thank you, Jesus. We're going to start with the first row. And I'm going to come down the line. I'm going to start right over here. Now, when I lay hands on you, the anointing is going to flow from Jesus through my hands and into your body. When the anointing goes in, just take it by faith. Maybe you're gonna, maybe you'll feel something. Maybe not. But don't go by faith. Just go by faith. And that anointing will go right into your body. Now Jesus told me in a vision one time that when the anointing goes in, sometimes the healing can be instant. But it's like a medicine. It may take 30. 50 minutes before it really begins to work. And he said, he said, do you remember when you had strep throat? I said, yes. And he said, you got the shot. He said, how long did it take? I said in 30 minutes all the pain was gone. And he said, you were healed the moment you got that shot. It just takes the medicine. It takes the anointing just a little bit to settle and work in you. So all you have to do is is just receive and then just by faith say I got it and you'll see the power of Jesus manifested in your body when I get to you just very quick tell me what it is that you need and then lay hands on you dan saya akan tumpang tangan kepada saudara. Dan saya akan saya akan tumpang tangan saudara dan kesembuhan itu mengalir tubuh saudara. Saya akan urapi saudara dengan minyak. The Holy Spirit comes on the oil. Roh Kudus datang dengan minyak. And you're touched by the oil as well. Jadi engkau juga akan dijamah dengan minyak itu. The anointing going in, the Holy Spirit coming on. Pengurapan itu akan masuk dan Roh Kudus akan ikut turut masuk bersama dengan saudara. And the sickness is going to leave. Dan ras dan sakit itu akan lenyap. Are you ready? Sudah siap? And you can just very gently sing as I come down the line. Saudara dengan dengan lembut bisa menyanyikan ujian saat saya berbalik berjalan di baris ini. Praise the Lord. Half step back. Half step. Boleh satu langkah di belakang. Then you can close your eyes if you want. Tutup mata. Whatever makes it easier for you to receive. Apapun yang kau perlukan. When I touch you. Ketika saya jamah saudara. That's your point of contact. Di situlah titik temu. When I touch you. Ketika saya jamah. Ketika saya jamah saudara. Release your faith and just receive. Lepaskan iman saudara dan terima. Are you ready? Receive. Rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Leave him in Jesus' name. What do you need? Okay. Receive it in Jesus' name. Healing. Free your back. Take it. What do you need? Receive in Jesus' name. All sinuses. Leave him in Jesus' name. Fire. 
you need. Receive in Jesus' name. Sinuses be healed in the name of the Lord. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What do you mean? Uh, so what? Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. Healing in the name of the Lord Jesus into your body. Okay. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Fire's all over you. In the name of the Lord. Receive in the name of the Lord. I curse this thing. Loose her in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bring her back. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord wants to give you the heavenly eucalyptus oil. The heavenly healing. The blood of Jesus. I curse this thing in the name of the Lord. Receive in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now just take it. Just take it. What do you need? Father, touch him right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Touch your Lord in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Receive in Jesus' name. I break it in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Touch. Receive in Jesus' name. Are you Receive healing. Thank you. 
left shoulder and the neck very painful. Uh, what happened? Rebuke it and command it to dissolve and leave. There goes. There goes. Be healed in the name of Jesus. There goes the anointing. Just take it. You got it. Jesus, receive, receive, thank you, Lord. 
healing. Thank you, Lord. Blessing in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Touch you, Lord. Now, thank you, Lord.
my local church. So. Okay. Receive healing for the back. Lord, did the Final blessing. They are hungry for. Bless them with the fatness of their heart. Berkati mereka dengan lemak dari sorga. 
Dengan hal-hal yang baik dari bumi The joy of the Lord Suka cita Tuhan And signs and wonders as her portion Sebagai bagian hidup mereka Amen Pertama-tama Tuhan Yesus sama Tuhan Yesus Terima kasih Tuhan Pastor Stephen He's good, amen? Yeah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. The fiery seraph of anointing. Sing. Sing. Sing her in the courts of heaven. Sing. Hallelujah. Sing. Thank you, Jesus. Sing. Fire. Fire, Jesus' name. Fire, sing. Fire, sing. Fire, in the name of Jesus. The seraph of fire. Fire.